Hey, what up everybody? I hope that whatever you've got going on today, that you get a chance to reflect on the unstoppable love and wisdom of Jesus over your life today. You know, whenever there's many questions and wrestlings of soul, we can tell that we're entering a new level of power when we finally surrender. Not to be rushed, an example would be Peter, when he's sitting before Jesus being restored and he really doesn't have anything left to say. You know, Peter was always the guy that had something to say and now he's all out. Now he's humbled, he has no arguments, he has nothing to add. He's done wishing that it could have been different and he's placing all his trust in Jesus' wisdom, completely letting go of the ending. If you're curious, there are four parts to this series that are available on the podcast channel. And I'd encourage you, when you're going through something difficult, to go ahead and take a listen again, as I think God might use these to encourage your soul. Here's part four of When Your World Caves In. Part four, you need to let go of the ending. You've been through the fire, tried all the steps, done all you know to do, and yet your situation didn't change. The thorn in your flesh hasn't been removed and your righteousness hasn't shone like the sun. Welcome to one of the very last and hardest things to do in a trial, the part where you surrender the ending. Jesus said in John 12, 24, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. My friend, I'm all for trying to attract positive change, but there comes a point in time when it's too late to alter the outcome. Your grain is falling into the earth. And it's not that Jesus doesn't care. It's just that there comes a moment in time when we have to accept that even if God is going to do what we'd hoped, He isn't going to do it in the way or timing we wanted. Like Mary and Martha, we need to let go of the ending because Jesus isn't going to show up when or how we wanted, though he may be up to something even more desirable. We don't get to skip steps. And like those sisters, we will have to let go. Let go of defending ourselves, of getting even, of our resistance, of our demands, of our ideas, of our opinion, of our vote, of our will. He is God, so let go. Let him be God of this. Here's two things to remember to help you let go of the ending. Number one, Jesus understands how difficult it is to surrender. In Luke 22:42, it's recorded Jesus praying, saying, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. The good news is that Jesus gets us and understands how hard this is. Even though he was God, Jesus did not regard his God rights as a factor to be considered. See Philippians 2, 6-8. And he daily surrendered his own will to the will of the Father. John 6, 38, Jesus says, For I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the one whom we're called to imitate, just like it says in Ephesians 5, 1. Are you struggling to surrender? Jesus is with you even in the struggle and doesn't condemn you for it. Here's some more good news. Number two, Jesus will do what is right. We don't see all ends. The way we would choose often isn't right, even though it seems right. Can you trust that he knows the way? Jesus never promises that he'll give an account to us about why certain things happened. 
He doesn't owe us an explanation or anything for that matter. He understands, but he doesn't promise that he will cause you to understand. What he does promise is that no matter how difficult, confusing, or lonely, he'll send his presence with us. I mentioned in part one the day about four years into my sickness when I looked in the mirror and uttered to myself and to the Lord, wow, I must really have needed this. In that moment, I was genuinely thankful that despite all of my initial kicking and screaming, he loved me enough to show me the pride I'd walked in, to grant me his presence amidst that terrible chronic pain, to teach me greater obedience, reverence, and teachability, to bother sending this eye-opening, heart-shaping, humility-bringing, wisdom-fostering trial at all. I've had many trials since then where kicking and screaming and questioning were still involved, but that particular moment has been a marker in my life to look back to. It's my reminder in the midst of that trial that however dark or painful, God is allowing this because He loves me and because in some way I needed it. In Mary and Martha's case, Jesus was up to something more, something better than just healing their brother of sickness but it still did involve a real perceived delay, a real disappointment, and a real death. And then it led to life. Go ahead and check out John 11:44. I'm believing it will lead to life for you too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, only you are strong enough and powerful enough to help me let go of some of the things I cling to. I choose to want what you want even when it isn't what my natural man would want. I ask that you conform me to the image of your son and deliver me. Deliver me around or deliver me through. Everything about me is yours and this is your story to tell, not mine. Oh God, hold my heart today and grant me stubborn faith that you have my good in mind and you will make all things beautiful in time. I hope that ministered the grace of Jesus to your heart today. Maybe you'd consider sharing it with someone who could use it. And hey, if you'd like more free stuff like this from Bible Leadership, be sure to visit our YouTube channel, follow Bible Leadership on Facebook and Instagram, and consider checking out our Patreon page. Thanks for listening. Lead strong today.